bandwidth for this episode of Priority One is brought to you by Geek Nation Tours. Getting ready for the Big Vegas convention? Visit geeknationtours.com to beam into Vegas Trek style. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. Welcome to episode 87 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, June 28th, 2012, and hosted on the brand spanking new PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. And I'm James. And a very, very special shout out to all the listeners in live stream right now. What's up, everybody? Holla! So what do we have in store this week, James? Oh, and welcome back from Bajor. Thank you very much. Uh, by the way, if you ever do that again, disintegration. <laughs> yeah. Hope you had a good time. I hope yes. you had a good time down there. I, I I did. I made the most of it. I had I had a blast. I uh, sent several several tweets out and pictures and stuff for uh, the fans to keep track of uh, all my misadventures there. We had a we had a really good time actually. Cool. Cool. But it's good, good. It's good to be home. I bet so it is. So good man. to be home. I bet it is. So what do we have in store for this week's episode? Well, uh, we're back on Skype this week. We, we, we did a, a tryout on TeamSpeak. And I'm sorry for the audio quality of, of last week, guys. I was still on my iPod in Georgia, so we were making the best of what we could. I, I know the audio quality for me was terrible in the last show. Uh, but that's what happens when you, you know, tie your uh, communicator to your, uh, tri- you know, your uh, tricorder tri- to rig it to an antenna to try and get signal out. So... Anyway, uh, we are back on Skype. Um, we did a, a run on TeamSpeak, too. Um, we weren't eh, totally happy with that, but uh, you guys let us know. I mean, make sure and send feedback. When you hear bad you know, audio or bad anything, let us know so that we, because we don't always recognize it right away, but if we're trying different things, we, we definitely want to know so that we can get the best quality out to you guys. So anyway, uh, back on Skype. In this episode's Blank of the Week, we spotlight Trek It Out, which is our new supplemental podcast. It's a way for us to kind of cover things that aren't necessarily in scope for uh, Star Trek Online, but may have to do with Star Trek or Star Trek-related people or projects or general sci-fi stuff that we think is really cool that you would want to know about. We'll find out what happened in this week in Trek history and what captains can expect from Star Trek Online Calendar coming up here in Stone News. We have plenty to cover this week. So why don't we get to it, Elijah? In addition to last week's interview, we have part two of our various discussion in a special shipyard supplemental log which was posted on Friday, June 29th. So if you have not heard that yet, be sure to visit PriorityOnePodcast.com. Hopefully, you just have your feeds pointed in the right direction. It's solid gold. Solid gold. You want to hear it. It's got it all, boys and girls. That's right. Anything and everything you ever wanted to know about what's coming with ships. We covered every ship coming in the game through the end of this year. Through the end of this year. There's nothing that's going to happen between now and next year that we don't cover. 
So if it ships, if it floats, if you want to hear about it, make sure and catch that show. It's two hours, folks, of us just going off. It's ship porn. That's what it is. It's ship porn. So check it out. And on the subject of interviews, next week we'll have two special guests. One of them will remain a tightly guarded secret. Zip. That was my lips being shut, even though you guys know I love to spill the beans on everything. The other will be none other than Star Trek Online producer Salami Inferno. It has been a long time since we last spoke to Mr. Inferno, and we can't wait to get him back on the show and hear about Season 6 and beyond. So be sure to tune in next week for a ton of top-shelf stuff. And lastly, before wrapping up, we'll review incoming transmissions from you, our listeners. But before we get on with the show, let's get through some housekeeping. What else do we have, Elijah? Well, uh, we've gotten some reports that uh, iTunes listeners have missed out on a few episodes. So please update your RSS feeds and tell your friends to update their RSS feeds. Now that we've moved to our own site, you won't be getting the latest episodes. Not unless you subscribe to feeds.feedburner.com forward slash trek it out forward slash priority one. That's a lot of forward slashes. So why don't you just head on over to priority one podcast.com and click the RSS feed links. Also, feed it. Also, be sure to submit all your questions and comments through our new PriorityOnePodcast.com website. We're no longer using Quantum Cafe email. Okay, so anybody sending things to Priority One at the Quantum Cafe, we're not getting those emails. Uh, so be sure to send them instead to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Or you can use our handy submission form on the website at www.PriorityOnePodcast.com. Also, don't forget... Your tickets for the upcoming Star Trek convention in fabulous Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas! There we go. And it will be a blast. We are there. We are going to be representing, throwing down almost the whole crew. Uh, We're still working on you, Elijah, I think, maybe. Mm, Tuning in your transporter. Heisenberg compensators having issues, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out about Elijah. But if not, there will still be plenty of us there. Most of the show, uh, we will be short Alex as well. It's very hard for him to come from the UK. Understandable. He is representing us, however, at Star Trek London, which is going on right about now. Pretty soon, sort of, close to today. He'll be representing and reporting back on that. So we'll get to see how they party UK style. Lastly, but certainly not least, for those of you wondering what happened to the song parody contest, we're currently reviewing all the submissions. Next week, we'll announce the winner. So let's set a course for this episode's Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. John, what place is this? I don't know. It's the Blank of the Week. This episode's Blank of the Week is about, well, us. Priority one. <laughs> Those of you that subscribe to our feed will have noticed that a new episode of Priority One aired on Wednesday, June 27th. Now, no, this was no mistake or a web server glitch. Wednesday was the debut of a new supplemental podcast we're calling Trek It Out with Priority One. The prime directive of this podcast is to present exciting news and interviews that we think will interest our Trek-centric listeners. Last week, for instance, we interviewed the team behind Space Command, a new sci-fi series being funded through Kickstarter. On our show, we had the likes of Academy Award winner and longtime Star Trek mastermind Doug Drexler and longtime sci-fi writer Mark Scott Zacree. Oh my gosh, that's right. Priority One interviewed an Academy Award winner! Ah! Very exciting, very exciting. Keep your professionalism. 
So be sure to listen to last week's episode of Trek It Out with Mark Zakri and his team from Space Command. Also, check out his Kickstarter project on kickstarter.com. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Keep your feeds pointed to priority one and be sure to Trek It Out. You know what? How about we listen to a brief excerpt from the episode? Yeah, basically, I can jump in I, with, the, with the whole genesis of this thing. Uh, it's Mark Zakri, and uh, I'm the writer, producer, director of the show. And, and, and Doug Drexler and I have worked on a number of the Star Trek series, and I hugely admire the job he'd done on Battlestar Galactica with the effects. And, uh, and then my friend Neil Johnson had been directing a number of low-budget, very high, high effects and high production quality uh, features. And so the three of us kind of came together to do this, this, this vision, Space Command. And it takes place over a long chronology. A lot of it takes place in our solar system with, with slower-than-light ships. And then we ultimately de- developed faster-than-light light drive at the long, you know, tail end of our chronology. But, um, but Doug, Doug's been the point man on designing the ship. It's, it's the, we call it the clipper ship. The main, the main ship is, is, is the Paladin. And it's just a great design. And then we'll have, then they'll, they'll be going through several iterations over over several generations of our characters. So, uh, so Doug can definitely talk about some of the design elements of, of what he and Andy Probert have been have been working on. So there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it is without a doubt that each of you have played a unique role in science fiction, film, and television. Why don't we go around and give each of you an opportunity to highlight the projects you've already helped shape? So let's start with you, Mr. Zakrit. Uh, yes, I've uh, I've been a writer working in um, primarily television for many many years. Uh, I've written for Star Trek: The Next Generation, DS9, Babylon Five, Sliders, Friday the Thirteenth the series, Smurfs, He-Man, Super Friends, Real Ghostbusters, tons and tons and tons of shows. Beauty and the Beast, uh, Forever Night. It just keeps going. And I also wrote the Twilight Zone Companion. So I've uh, I've done a lot over my uh, over my lengthy career. <laughs> Mr. Drexler and yourself. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes. I actually started as a makeup artist in the business. And I started, I am proud to say, with the uh, master of all makeup artists, Dick Smith. And if you don't know who Dick Smith is, you better find out. (laughs) You can't go on without knowing who he is. So Uh -uh. Google him right now and see who he is. Anyway, Dick gave me my start. I started as a makeup artist. And my make I was a makeup artist for about 13 years on various pictures, probably best known for Dick Tracy, which we won an Academy Award for. Yeah. uh, And a BAFTA. Uh, and a Saturn as well. Uh, but you know something? Once I'd done Dick Tracy, I was ready to do something else. And Star Trek was sh- shooting just across the town. And man, you know, I've been a Star Trek fan since I was 13 years old. And that's the only place I wanted to be. And I went over there, hightailed it to Paramount, and met up with Mike Westmore, who I really, you know, hit it off with. I, I love the guy dearly. He's like a member of my family. Uh, I, I, be- I became a makeup artist on the show and was a makeup artist on Star Trek for three years. Uh, after that, you see, the beauty of Star Trek was that the production company was, was like one big family. And if you worked in any area for any length of time, you got to know everybody else. So moving sideways, my career took me through a number of different departments on Star Trek. So I was a makeup artist. I was a scenic artist with Mike Okuda. I was a, a graphic designer, of course, with Mike. Uh, ended up as an illustrator on the show and then went to the visual effects department. So I probably can lay claim to having had more jobs on the show than anybody else. Uh, uh, after 17 years, maybe on all the shows, deep space nine, next generation, uh, Voyager enterprise, a whole bunch of movies. Uh, when the show finally went down, Gary Hutzel, who'd been a visual effects supervisor on deep space nine 
for years and Next Generation, well, he'd been trying to get me to come work with him for a while. And when Enterprise was canceled, well, I'll never forget, you know, after a 17-year run in, in this town, that's really unusual. I figured that's it. I'm done. I'm never going to work again. And when I got home, there was a message from Gary on Battlestar Galactica saying, I heard about Enterprise. I'm really sorry. But, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. So, you know, I've been with Gary for like the last six or seven years where we did Battlestar Galactica, Blood and Chrome. We're working on Defiance right now, a new series that's going to be on sci-fi. And uh, here we are. Oh, yeah, a couple of Emmys on that uh, Battlestar Galactica. Thank you very much. Yeah, just, uh, mm-hmm. just a few, right? <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's been yeah. a great. Anyway, that's me. Wonderful. As cool as this episode was, we're certainly testing the waters with Trek It Out with Priority One. So we're not yet on a weekly schedule. So as long as your feeds are pointed in the right direction, you won't miss an episode. Be sure to have it to feeds.feedburner.com forward slash trek it out forward slash priority one or just head over to priority one podcast.com for links. Why don't we go ahead and see what happened this week in Trek? And this week in Trek, we had a couple of interesting little things. Some good birthdays to start off with. In 1962, Dominic Keating was born. Of course, Dominic Keating was our tactical officer in Enterprise. He's very in annoying. Ni- I don't. I'm not a fan of him. Really? I thought he was. I thought he did a pretty good job. I did, wasn't a fan of his character at first. Oh, his character. Yeah. The second season ish. Mm-hmm. When basically when the the Sector 31 stuff kind of washed out, and he finally became like a loyal member of the crew. That's that's kind of when I wait. Dominic him. Keating. Uh huh. Section thirty one. At what? Po- what? I yes, watched all yes. of season one and season th- two. Uh-huh. And you there's no section thirty. You need to watch it all. So yeah. maybe maybe season four. I uh, mean, season three. it was it was. I don't think there was a season four. No, there was no season. Maybe it was season three. Yeah, it might have been because right now I'm watching the sing, the sing, the whole sing thing on Enterprise. Sing thing. Oh, yeah, you mean the Z? No, no, Sing with uh, Brent Spiner playing Dr. Oh, Singh. Oh, oh, oh. Zoom, oh, zoom, zoom, zoom. There you go. I was going to say, who the hell is Sing? But anyway, All right. but anyway, long story short, I'm not a fan of his character. <laughs> In 1966, J.J. Abrams is born. So congratulations, happy birthday to Mr. Abrams. Thank you for doing a fantastic job with our 2009 Star Trek, and we look forward to our new one next year. We'll see what happens. In 1987, filming wrapped on Next Generation's Encounter at Farpoint. The last scenes are filmed around various blue screenshots on the bridge. So, that's pretty cool. That was the beginning of the Next Generation. They just finished the first episode. That's that's pretty slick. Did anybody, uh, anybody go to the movie theater and see Encounter at Farpoint on the big screen? Did I miss Re- that? At least in Blu-ray. Has it happened yet? No, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, so... So I want I want to hear I want we want reports back. Make sure anybody who goes to that send us something and let us know how it goes. Good, you deserve a scare. That's what you get. All right. In 1998, location filming uh, began for uh, Star Trek Insurrection along the lake scenes. Uh, that was actually done here in California. I can't remember which lake, um, somewhere up north. But it's just just a gorgeous place. Um, you know, that's not really that big an event to throw in the news here. But I just I pulled it because, man, that was just that's. Most probably one of the most beautiful locations they've ever filmed on for any Star Trek. It was just gorgeous, at least landside. Uh, and in 2001, on the gaming side, Star Trek Armada number two 
was released for you Armada fans out there. Thankfully to all of our friends, Matt Miracle and Mad Wolf in the live stream, it's actually July 23rd that the uh, screening for the Blu-ray release. So July 23rd, 2012. So keep, keep that on your calendars, folks. Don't be like me and freak out. Nah. That wraps up this week in Trek. Let's move into some Stone News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Our first bit of Stone News is the new lifetime subscriber perk. A few days ago, Cryptic announced a new lifetime subscriber uh, access to Neverwinter Nights closed beta. The announcement reads... Greetings, Captains. We are happy to announce that all Star Trek Online Lifetime subscribers will be receiving access to the Neverwinter Closed Beta Test. When this testing phase begins, invites will be dulled out to Lifetime subscribers over the course of the test. If you're not currently a Lifetime subscriber and would like to become one, check out the subscription page. Also, we're currently running a sale of Lifetime subscriptions, $100 off. That lasts until Friday, June 29th. So, sadly, by the time you hear this, you will have missed out. Boo. It should be said that there is no mention of subscribers in this post. And by subscribers, we mean people that subscribe monthly. It specifically calls out lifetime subscribers. Now, this is something we have covered in previous shows regarding uh, the gold members versus silver members and what their perks are and what's lacking. Uh, so what do you guys think? You know, Do you think the, this is a, a move in the right direction? Uh, is this enough added value to make a lifetime subscription worth it? Personally, uh, I don't think so. Um, although Neverwinter is probably going to be a fantastic game, we're playing Star Trek Online. So you know, somebody mentioned this in the forums. I think that it's very... It's important that we get some kind of Star Trek Online perk, and I would like to see that happen at some point. In warping forward from that, we're going to warping forward. So, this week, the community uh, manager, Brandflakes, Brandon Felser, posted an official response to the new forum launch experience from last week, which we all know was painful. There were and continue to be many issues of the process in usability, not to mention just plain old bugs surrounding the forums, which Brandon states... It's important to note that these changes were and are being made for business and technical reasons and to further integrate the Perfect World and Cryptic. Uh, since Perfect World is the publisher for Cryptic Games now and almost a dozen other titles, bringing all game sites to the Perfect World framework allows the teams to be involved in the publishing of them and to work more efficiently together. So this makes sense, people. I mean, from a business standpoint, if I owned uh, a parent company, I would want to bring everything under my one hat too. I mean, I know it's a big pain for us. Uh, it seems like it was rushed a little bit, but I think overall this is going to be a good thing. Uh, he continues to say, this in turn provides better experience to our players, including more features and benefits that can and will be introduced. I also want to let you know that your feedback is important to us. And next to the actual game, the site and forums are the next most important aspect of an MMO. Brendan then points to community created thread, uh, which is in our show notes, which will uh, which the web team has been responding and replying to concerns as fast as they possibly can. There is more to the article. Brandon goes on to mention they have indeed learned from this experience, and they are prepping Champions Online uh, community for a similar shock. Uh, hopefully it will go smoother than this one. Stay tuned for more on this story in the weeks to come. I'm just surprised that they didn't do Champions first. Why, they, why did they test that out with us first? Hmm? <sighs> 
<sighs> because apparently we're well. Who knows? Um, so well, all right. Well, I yeah. mean, I, I can't. I can't complain very much. It was. It went. The the <coughs> registration <coughs> went smoothly <coughs> for me. The registration went. The or rather the integration or the merger went fine with me. The assimilation. I didn't have any issues. I. I. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Up next, Cryptic introduces Account Guard, an additional security step in the account management system that keeps track of the computers you have authorized on your account and notifies you when your account is accessed from an unauthorized computer. When you access your billing data via their secure site, Account Guard sends you a special code in, in the email address associated with your account. To access your account information, simply submit the code to the Account Guard page of the billing portal. Note. There is nothing you need to specifically do at that point, and will be prompted to participate in this process the next time you need to access the billing portal. If you have more questions, check out Account Guard FAQ. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Now, with the recent account hacking issues experienced by nearly every major MMO developer, including Cryptic Studios themselves, uh, this is prob probably a wise move. Um, so let us know what you think. You know, of course, always submit uh, your ideas and questions or concerns to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. But I think this is a good move, a good inexpensive move, uh, instead of, you know, trying to sell key fobs or, or silly things of that nature. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a, a mobile app that would automatically send the send the code to your mobile app and um yeah i mean it's a good first step what else have we got and now on to the summer ship sale which has just begun another sea store sale has arrived the summer ship sale <sighs> near and dear to my heart ships from now 10 p.m sorry 10 a.m pacific daylight time on monday july 2nd we are having a 20 percent off Sale on all ships, not all ships, okay, but 99.9% .9 of the ships. The heavy escort carrier Armitage is, of course, excluded. Hello, that's the one everyone wants the sale on, the new hotness, not the old busted. Anyway, continuing on, now is the time to purchase the ship you've always dreamt of commanding if there is one in there that is for sale that you want and have not grabbed up yet. So take advantage of 20% off. It is a good thing, people. Get over and get it. Sales are always good. Sales are always good. Sales are always good. And next on Stow News, Dan, a.k.a. Gozer, set to depart Cryptic Studios. Now, we don't have any details on what Gozer's next project will be. Presumably, he's moving on to a better opportunity. Uh, but Dan did respond to Dan Griffiths, did respond to a forum thread, which was rife with speculation as to the move. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Uh... Wherever Gozer goes and whatever he does next, we would like to wish him the very best and thank him for the years of hard work and all the contributions that he has made to the universe of Stowe. Godspeed and good luck, Gozer. And finishing off our Stowe news, we roll into Season 6, Dev Blog number 8. Dev Blog 8 is another installment in the RP Dev Blogs that we saw come out just prior to Season 5. The blog is written from the perspective of the second officer of a civilian science vessel, the USS Moss, in the Nakara section. Oh, sorry, Nakara system. Apparently, the Moss has encountered some form of energy rift with untold potential. Could this be the fabled energy ribbon of Star Trek Generations? Hmm, maybe. I don't know. This isn't uh, in there on the page, by the way. This is my own speculation, but maybe. Because we haven't seen the Nexus yet. would be interesting. 
The Moss is not allowed to enjoy a leisurely scientific investigation, however, as the Tholians show up to spoil the day. <sighs> Eight-legged freaks. Or wait, I think they're six-legged freaks. I'm not quite sure. They're creepy. I don't like spiders, as many of the fans know. It looks like the Tholian story might be a rich one, especially with the knowledge that Season 7 is going to be story-focused. So stay tuned. That should be interesting. At any rate, drop by the Stale webpage and have a look for yourself. So I finally picked up The Needs of the Many, the Star Trek online book that was out, uh, that came out when the launch of the game. So I want to start reading that because I like these little, I like these little stories. You know, they give us a little bit of, um, a little bit of content, you know, while, while we wait for the, uh? a little bit of Monica. Yeah. But they give a little bit of content where, uh, where some of us feel like it's lacking. So. Indeed. Indubitably. Oh, just saw that by the way. Fantastic. The uh, new Sherlock Holmes came out on DVD, picked it up. Game of Shadows. Amazing. Such a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan. The guy's just awesome. Well, that wraps up Stow News. Why don't we it go does. Ahead? Why don't we go ahead and see what's incoming? Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. And our first piece of feedback coming from the Stow forums is from Ninnick. He says, I had trouble loading the plugin. But it was just an issue on my end as Google just updated Chrome. Yeah, Google Chrome. Not real solid on that one yet. Not to delay tuning into Priority One, I had to listen using Internet Explorer. That's right. I suffered through the use of IE for Priority One. You demand. You demand. I think I should get a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Absolutely. Or something. But it was worth it. Thanks, Ninnick. We always enjoy having you guys tune in, and we love your feedback. And I'm sorry for any little bit of hiccups that you guys experienced over the course of the last, uh, at least during the first week. He's not sorry. And uh, hopefully things should be remedied. Everybody should have been able to download the Al Rivera, the Rivera Manure. Doesn't care. Can I please finish saying my apologies? Uh, So hopefully everybody was able to download the uh, Al Rivera Maneuver episode uh, without a problem. And thank you for... Suffering through Internet Explorer. The Rivera Maneuver. That's pretty cool. The Rivera Maneuver. Our next piece of feedback is from Sovereign Man. P1, making moves, digging it. Great stuff. Really appreciate Al getting into the nitty-gritty behind some of the things like why do gated content, monetization, game philosophy, why throw the army in without testing, uh, etc etc can't wait for part two that's right part two coming out uh tomorrow for those of you listening on thursday night and for those of you listening on monday it came out two days ago get with the case program. i didn't mention it's gold liquid gold our next piece of feedback comes from generic i i i have i hope i'm saying that right if not i apologize but anyway thank you for the wonderful feedback he says or she says i loved Al's comment that there was no level 1 through 20 Klingon. So why make level 1 through 20 content? Isn't it just possible there's no level 1 through 20 Klingons? Because when you make a KDF character, you just start at level 21. Just asking. That's all. I'm just saying. One of our feedback emails mentions this a lot. So, uh, you know, they're just saying. They're just saying. You know, listeners are just saying. I always love what people say. I'm just saying. Uh, somebody submitted either via email uh, or maybe just in, in general discussion, or I might have read it on the forum. Uh, why not open up Foundry missions to be uh, the level one through twenty-one? You know, and I think it's something to, worth looking into. Maybe, um, maybe the reason they don't is because 
paramount because CBS doesn't want it to, to, to do that, to leave it in the hands of the players. But I think it's something worth looking into. So if uh, the devs are listening, maybe you guys can answer that. Why not open up level 1 through 20 content missions for Foundry creators? I think it would be hard to take all the different Klingon Foundry missions and uh, like a story tie-in. You know what I mean? Not, not every mission has to flow into the next, but you know, there's, there has to be some type of consistency across the board leading you in a certain direction. And I think that would be the issue with grabbing, uh, grabbing random foundry missions. And trying I'm not to saying, well, you don't, have to make, you don't have to do a random, but maybe you can do a contest or something where you do the, you know, uh, create a, a foundry mission story arc. Kind of like what uh, Brandon was doing already, where he gave an idea, you know, a, a basic plot, and it was up to the foundry creator for uh, to create these these missions based on the little plot that he gave him. So... For all we know, these plots that he gave out were things that Kestrel wanted to do and never just got around or got the opportunity of creating. And, you know, they opened it up for Foundry authors to create. I could see that doing it for, for Klingons and legitimizing a, a level 1 through 20. I don't know what the logistics would be behind, you know, behind the scenes. And I'd be interested to know. I'd be interested to know why not. Why not open it up level 1 through 20? You know, let the, let the creative juices flowing. So, moving forward. Our next piece of feedback is from PriorityOnePodcast.com. Sedlo74556. Great episode, like each one before. Great new website design, too. I'm interested if listeners are able to post questions for the Friday ship interview. That's right. Uh, well, no, unfortunately for the fi- Friday, we were not able to uh, post questions up for community submission. Uh, so, be sure to stay tuned for our next dev interview. We always uh, post those questions up for you guys to ask our next piece of feedback came from the grand negus haven't heard from him in a while where you been buddy we miss you anyway you guys talked about a romulan ship in a lockbox but in the recent game qa dan specifically stated this was not going to happen bummer that ship won't be a part of any future plan for a playable romulan species and not in a lockbox was dan's quote as he put on the paper i guess he was talking specifically about the Dederics, but by the same logic, would seem to apply. I know, I was just looking for a way to, to sneak a Romulan ship in for myself earlier, so I was kind of playing, begging, trying, squeezing. It's what we do. Shinsei writes, Elliot for more hosting, especially with Adrienne. Great duo. You know what? I didn't even listen to the episode, but I'm glad you guys didn't miss me. Blah. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Elliot's great. Elliot's great. No, Elliot is good. Elliot is good. He's a lot of fun to have around, too. Our next piece of feedback comes from who's joining us right now? Mr. Mad Wolf, the Wolfie, the Wolf and Well, no, I can't say the Wolf and That's a different guy. <laughs> but we have some wolves in our wolf pack, and we love you guys. Coming from Mr. Mad Wolf, he says, As always, you guys bring the dev exclusive awesomeness. You guys are the best. The interview with Mr. Rivera was great. Thank you guys for bringing in a dev voice to ease the situation a bit with the recent changes to the Stowe website and other concerns. I think that if a dev or just a cryptic rep would come on your show and explain the situation whenever everything gets kind of foobar, that most people would be at ease. Sometimes hearing a voice explain the situation is better than just reading a post, or even worse, not having an explanation at all. Again, great job having Elliot come on. Some more is a must. Why not? Wow, the voice is unanimous. Elliot, you're going to have to come on more. Other podcasts have over 10 people hosting. Why not have a fourth host? Well, to be honest, 
it's just really hard to get the schedules. <laughs> it's nice to have everybody that we have because when one of us has to, to dive out like uh, Elijah did last week or I didn't know if I was going to be able to come on at all while I was in Georgia or different things like that, it's, we, we have these people to kind of come and go and fill in. Even Alex now and then uh, is a great thing. But consistently every week would be a little bit difficult to get us all on. Just, just, just due to real life scheduling. Anyway, continuing Mr. Madwolf's uh, uh, feedback. The website is awesome. Love the new look. Hope you guys are going to have a forum where we can easily post our comments. I know the Quantum Cafe is still up, but it hasn't been too active since the new website came along. Keep those dev exclusives coming and uh, keep up the awesome job that you guys do for us. I can only imagine how much more awesome your podcast would be if you guys got paid to do this huh we can only imagine that too <laughs> unfortunately we're working on it thanks again and we'll see you guys out there same to you mr wolf we'll catch you next time all right our next pieces of feedback come from twitter special thanks to at radio risa for shout outs and brandon uh at and uh trek online game and crunchy for the tweets for their, all the retweets thank you everybody at mad pie boy it was brilliant. Thank you and Al for your time. At MH Manly, listen to the whole thing. Really enjoyed the new site, audio, and the stall last week, and Rivera this week. Awesome. Thank you. And we you should listen to Trek It Out with Priority One featuring Space Command. You really should. It's, it's a totally awesome project, and it's just polluted, polluted, with Star Trek talent, I mean, just everybody. Doug Drexler, uh, to the writers, Mark Michael Sacre. Cuda. Yeah, I mean, just everybody. Michael, yeah, Michael Cuda. Michael if, if you're one. a Star Trek fan, you're going to be a fan of this because it's just polluted with Star Trek talent. So make sure and check it out, please. We think it's going to be something really special. And via email, we've got Robert writing in, I love the show. Congrats on the new website. Can you imagine an STF or fleet action or red alert? where you run into a Borg fusion cube, I know they would need to get the rights. I think it would look really cool. So maybe so maybe pass it on if you can. And maybe a liberated Borg race to play would be nice. And their ships would be assimilated. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Now, liberated Borg, keep in mind, is one of the uh, lifetime subscription perks. So, uh, you know, maybe we should revisit that. You know, make it more, uh, make that... Make that liberated Borg a little, you know, buff it up a little bit or something. I'm, I'm a liberated Borg. Yes, you are, aren't you? Uh, I think Alex has one, too. Fantastical. Well, that wraps up feedback. Don't forget, you can reach us at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. No longer Priority One Podcast at the Quantum Cafe. Please do not send us mail there. But incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Or you can visit us on our brand new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. Dot com. Why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap this puppy up, shall we? Yeah, one more thing really quick. I did forget, uh, I, I did read this on the uh, Twitter this week, and Deng was mentioning it in the live room just now and reminded me. Uh, Al Rivera did uh, tweet out that he's increasing damage DPS on the quad phaser and disruptors finally so that they will be better than a Mark 12 purple duels uh, when you're a vice admiral. Uh, and that'll be going out with season six. So all those of you who got those uh, quad cannons, uh, phasers, or quad disruptors, and then kind of weren't really happy with them in the end because they weren't uh, meshing really well or that effective with your other weapons, stand by because season six is going to roll out. And gosh darn it, now I have to do a full set of phaser stuff because I did everything with any protons. <sighs> I guess I'll have a set of phasers to build now. So. 
beware. Well, that wraps up episode 87 of Priority One. It does. It totally does. That's 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 it right there. Just You're sad. You're totally stalling because you don't have the closing page open yet. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only mad at you because that's true. <laughs> Damn it, you called it. That was a poor. That was poor, man. I expect better from you. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that does. It does. It does. Doesn't it doodly do? Woo, it does. How's episode that? How's that 80... book you got going? Huh? How's that? Episode that eighty-seven. Is it neat? Do you have no, a lot no, of no, writing no, no, no. in if it? If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. How's uh? So how's that book you going? How's that book you're writing coming? Got um? Got good uh, character development? Got uh? You got friends become enemies, enemies become friends? You got uh? Got a good uh, char- character character office? Yeah. Shut yeah. up, Stewie. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Don't forget to join us on live stream every Thursday evening around 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Check us out on Twitter via Still Priority One for showtimes. We've been getting some amazing feedback from you guys on all different fronts. Uh, Twitter, the website, the Still Forums. We love it. Keep sending it in, please. Uh, and we play better to a live audience, uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you'll also get to hear all the stuff that you don't get to hear on the show, which honestly, in my opinion, is some of the funniest and best stuff. So uh, tune in to live feed. Check us out. Are you waiting for the next episode of Priority One? Why not pass the time with Alex Calderwood's amazing Priority One comics only at PriorityOnePodcast.com and Facebook, actually. So I guess not only PriorityOnePodcast.com. So while you eagerly await ARC 2, be sure to check out all the previous adventures. We are looking for your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and field notes and general show improvements and additions. So if you have any ideas or any subjects or anything at all you just want to say to us, do it. You can submit your ideas and questions on our online forum on the new Priority One website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. You could also put it on Facebook and or Twitter, or you can just shout it at us just from wherever you're at. Just go outside, stand in your front yard, and go, hey, hey, I really think that you guys should talk about ships some more, and, uh, and we'll try and do that. Oh, we are on Facebook indeed. Head over to www.facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast. Give us a like. Say hi. To have your Foundry mission featured on the show, send in the name of your mission, a brief description, and your at handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or use our online submission form at our new website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. Did we mention PriorityOnePodcast.com? I wanted to just tell you about PriorityOnePodcast.com. <laughs> we will personally test out your mission and review it on the air, and if you're up to it and we can schedule it, we'll have you join us for a live play on the air. We would like to thank our guests throughout the week. Al Rivera, lead designer at Cryptic Studios Star Trek Online, and the cast and crew of Space Command on Wednesday's Trek It Out episode. Our executive producer, Elliot Tan. Our production assistant and artist, Alex Calderwood. Our audio engineer and host, Adrian Grady. And the composer of our awesome theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and Holosuite Magazine. And of course, the Stowe community. Without you, none of this would be possible. Well, James, it's that time. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage.
Transfer complete. Yeah, it was it was a really nice try. Uh, Elijah went ahead and populated no, my field. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh, who who did it? <laughs> who did it? Was it Elliot? Yes, yes. We were confident that you were just gonna plow right through that. No, see, unlike you, I don't rely on lines. See, I don't have oh, to have a script. Damn it! All right, all right. That's the beauty of being a uh, Mister on the Johnny on the spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, continue, please. And stick <laughs> script as best as you can, please. It's nine o'clock on my time. Yeah, yeah. That's what you get. You're wasting your time on that one, buddy. Or Elliot is.